What's up, guys? Welcome to the eighth episode of The Drum Break, where we talk about everything in, on, and about the percussion world. I'm Mike. I'm Spencer. So, yeah, man. Welcome to the uh, Halloween episode. Halloween special. Or, as, as I should say, I'm Ted. And I'm Bill. And welcome to Wild Stallions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But, yeah, so... Uh, for our for our YouTube viewers, um, we did a little try to do a little scary thing. Yeah, um, it's not the, the Halloween spirit. <laughs> yeah, we got we got our clown guy here. We we both love Halloween. It's yes. one of our favorite holidays. And if you're watching this when it comes out, Halloween will be this weekend. So, yeah, so trying to get in the in the spooky mood. We'll be talking about some. Uh, some scary drumming things, some scary non-drumming things. Uh, get just sort of get in the Halloween spirit um, for this episode. But before we before we start start spooking you all, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mike's gonna plug some of our some of our stuff. Cool beans. Um, yeah. So you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, we are on Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Podbean, um, and then you can find us at our social medias, um, both Instagram and Facebook, The Drum Break Podcast. Um, yeah, but give us a give us a follow. Let us know, you know, if you like the content or not. Um, but yeah, so bef- before before we get into it, yeah, um, you know why we're 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 kind of dressed <laughs> funny. So um, we 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 both like this movie. It's funny. Um, it's called. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, and it's kind. Of, it's about these two guys, like two friends from high school, um, and they're both guitar players. Mm-hmm. And they like start a band called Wild Stallions, and like they like <laughs> go through this whole adventure yeah. thing, and like going back in time and stuff. Um, no, no spoilers. If yeah, you haven't seen it. Yeah, we won't spoil. <laughs> we won't spoil it a lot. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm Ted, and and he's Bill William S. Preston <laughs> Esquire. Nice. You, you you got that memorized? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like Ted Theodore. <laughs> Ted Theodore, yeah. Yeah, Ted Theodore Roosevelt something. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I thought we thought that we sort of channeled the same energy as as uh, Bill and Ted except we're drummers, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, our costumes are uh are part of the deal, but yeah. Why don't we why don't we get into some of the the spooky the spooky stuff um yeah. first as it relates to to drumming um cuz if if you're a drummer or any kind of musician or performer um you know that as as fun as and as exciting that playing music can be there's also some times where it can be really freaking scary yeah you know especially if you're like starting out and you might have some nervousness or anxiety about like your skill or playing with other people or that kind of stuff. Um, and there's there's a lot of things to be afraid of uh, when <laughs> when you're drumming. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. But but we're gonna we're gonna try to um, sort of help people fight those fears a little bit um, and explain. Uh, where where some of the the stuff comes from and so we we found this uh this list from drumeo which um 
They're they're awesome. If you like this podcast and you like drums, uh, yeah. definitely check them out. They're a pretty big YouTube channel, and I think they have a website. And yeah, all that kind I'm pretty of stuff. sure they have a podcast as well. Oh, they but, do. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't listen to them. You should listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like Spencer was saying, definitely go check them out on on YouTube. Yeah, um, but they have this awesome little list of things that every drummer is scared of. Um, which I think both of us are going to be scared of a few of these things, yeah, uh, for sure too. <laughs> um, and and we'll talk about it to see if we had any experience yes, with yeah. it. You know, like if we actually were. And then we'll also tell um, a couple like not like spooky, scary, but like yeah, yeah. like scary things. Like oh, I you know this happened. This happened or on a dark and stormy night yeah. at this <laughs> jazz club. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so number one is stage fright, Yeah, which is probably honestly the biggest, um, like fear for musicians because it's like an actual fear, like the fear of public speaking or in this case, public music making is <laughs> very real for some people. Yeah. Um, especially as I said before, if you're starting out, um, do you have any like specific experiences where you've had like really bad stage fright for something? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, it's weird though because like I, I'm, I get nervous. Um, I get more nervous when I'm stressed. So like, if like, here's a good example for I think this would have been junior year uh, V show. Mm-hmm. We were like we were playing, and you know, you and I had both had like a ton of acts acts to do and so i was running around like nonstop all day you Mm -hmm. know the whole like three hour or whatever show is hour and a half to i don't know whatever yeah running around and like there was some like you and i were kind of in charge of like all the percussion stuff so Mm -hmm. like we had to make sure that anybody that was using any percussion things had their equipment and you know had the right thing made sure it worked so I'm like running underneath the stage, like back and forth from either side. And then our band director, you remember this story and Uh our, our band director stops me and just starts like yelling at me. And he's like, Da, 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 like where's this where's that they have to go on stage da, 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 where you know i'm like oh i'm like i don't know i'm on stage in a minute like yeah. i have to go change and all that stuff like sort of just piles on and piles yeah. on and, and then so, by like, the time you actually get on stage it's i was like, so nervous yeah. i was so nervous i was gonna mess up like so scared that i was gonna mess up because like you know, I just had so many, so many different things going on in my head. And like, I, I honestly was scared to go on stage. I yeah. was like, I don't like, I, I, I forgot what act I was going on for. <laughs> like I knew, but I was like, yeah, you just yeah. had a mental sort of, yeah, it gap. was like a mental block. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I guess, uh, I don't really get it as much now. Um, but I used to get very, um, nervous, especially when I first, um, started playing jazz and first started getting like a few sort of real jazz gigs. Yeah. Um, uh, not to say that, you know, there's a such thing as a fake jazz gig. <laughs> uh, but some of those like first, um, first, uh, gigs of mine when I was a young jazz musician were, were very scary because yeah. I, it was new to me and I wasn't really comfortable with, with playing yet. Um, and it can be just like really frightening. Yeah, um, it can be, you know, but I think 
the, one of the main things that is involved with stage fright um, is preparation mm-hmm. because yeah. the probably the biggest reason why you would be nervous on stage um, is if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. If you like prepare and over prepare and practice and know your material like inside and out, then that takes that out of the equation. So you don't have to worry about, you know, having the fear of messing up or something. Cause then anything you mess up is just like a fluke, a mistake. It's nothing that you can like blame yourself for. Yeah. If you, um, if you prepare. So I think that's one of the key ways to, sort of combat stage fright is if you just like over prepare for whatever performance you have coming up and try to like not let anything else get into your mind yeah and it's a really hard and mature thing to do oh yeah like and and i i would even say you know before every performance i have I, i wouldn't say it's stage fright but I would say it's some, you get like butterflies yeah. and you know, <clears throat> you know, like my, I definitely have like a, a, a mode like where, yeah. especially like, I don't know. It happens to me more when I'm like, if I was like on stage and I'm back like backstage in the dark mm-hmm. and I could see stuff going on happening in front of me and all those, those people are on right now yeah. and they're performing and like, and thousands of people are watching them. And like, that's when it like kicks in for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. This is legit. And like, I stopped talking for a good like minute and I'm just like, just get in the mindset. It It helps if you have like some sort of routine. It reminds me of like before marching band competitions, the drum line would always go, um, off to the side right before we march on and, uh, do a thing we call stir it up, which is basically a little like huddle and we just hype ourselves up and, it it serves that purpose to hype us up, but it also serves the purpose of like a flipping the switch moment where yeah. it's like, okay, we can be in competition mode right now. Um, and the same thing uh, like with um, the V show that you were talking about earlier. Um, there was one year where um, me and a few of our buddies uh, were on the opening act and every, every night um, before the show started, we would do like a little... Uh, the the rhythm section is what we called it, um, because the year before there was this uh act, um, this dancer who danced to a song and it went hip hip chin chin the rhythm section, and so we turned that into a little like mantra I guess yeah. that we would do before um before we opened, and so we would like get in a circle and be like hip hip chin chin the rhythm section, and then we would go and be in performance mode. So just little things like that mm-hmm. to help sort of get you in the mindset of performing and also preparing yeah. for whatever performance you have are two great ways, I think, to combat stage fright um, if if you have it. Yeah. Um, so that was number one. Number two here is losing a limb, <laughs> which I don't think that means losing a limb while drumming. Yeah. Like, there's no real, like danger in drumming <laughs> i think it means losing a limb in some other way that yeah. would prevent you from drumming which is it is scary yeah you know i i think all the time like how important my hands and fingers are and like there's such small fragile yeah. like bones and muscles that anything could happen to my thumb at any time and then i wouldn't be You're able done. to you know drum yeah. how how i know how to drum yeah you know like one of the things i always joke about is like if you cut off both of your pinkies you'll be okay (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like, cause most, most yeah. of drumming is done with like, you at least need, yeah, you at, like, you at least need, I'd say at least three fingers at yeah, least. You could at, lose your ring finger and pinky, but like, I mean, it would help. You'd be okay. So I think you could definitely lose your pinky and would be okay. But like, it's still like, I, yeah, I think about that a lot too. Like, yeah. you know, when, when I was like doing a lot of drumming and I was like always doing stuff, like my parents would consistently remind me like, no, nothing stupid, please. Like yeah. you, you're drumming and you need to be okay. Yeah. It's like, you can't go, um, do this. Like, cause I remember back to V show again, there was one year where, um, our PE class was going on like a ski trip and that was like the week before V yeah. show or something like that. And you were super nervous about it. Yeah. I wasn't going, but you were going and you were super nervous because you thought you're going to like fall and break your arm or something and not be able yeah. to perform that whole week. And I did fall and I did strain my hand yeah. for a little bit. I was like, it hurt a little bit afterwards, but yeah, it was crazy, man. It was, yeah, but, I was, I was scared yeah. about that. I mean, yeah. that's, you know. It, it do fun things. I encourage you to do fun and maybe sometimes risky things just yeah. to get out of your comfort zone, but always keep in mind that y- you should be safe. Mm-hmm. But there's also the thing that there's a ton of awesome drummers out there who don't have a left arm or don't have like, yeah. the, um, I believe the drummer for Def Leppard, Rick Allen, I think his name is, he like lost an arm in a, in a car accident but kept drumming and a lot of those records that he's drumming on, he has like a modified rig and he's playing with one arm and it's great. I've seen videos of people um, like just being able to like overcome all of these injuries and stuff to still do what they love. And it's great. I love it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's something that's, it's ridiculous. Like, and it's not ridiculous in a bad way. It's ridiculous in like a wow. That's yeah. That's amazing. It's like, like an insane feat of talent and yeah. and strength. It's like you know. It's and it's not just physical strength. It's mental. Oh yeah. And emotional. Just to be able to get back into it. Yeah. You know. It's it's so it's got to be so hard. But I'd say for the most part, um, if you aren't doing extreme sports every day, <laughs> you shouldn't really have to worry. Um, but then going out along with that. If you like truly love music and truly love drumming, you shouldn't let anything get in your way, yeah, mental or physical, you know, yep, just find a way to keep making music mm-hmm. um so yeah, number two, losing a limb, number three, we have sharing your kit, uh, which is i I don't know if it's really much of a, a fear of mine, it's more so I don't know, I guess like a pet peeve, yeah, I feel like it's that for most people. Yeah, like when it, yeah, when it comes to like, like it, when when it comes to you, like I'm pretty okay with it. Yeah, well, if it's someone you trust, yeah, yeah. like and you know that they're not gonna destroy anything. But like, um, if uh, one time I brought like some symbols to to our high school and like to use for something, and yeah. like I was so nervous that like the whole day I was like, oh, someone's gonna take them or someone's gonna like yeah. dent it or. You know, um, actually this summer there was, and you were there, I was at, I was at a, an outdoor gig. Um, and it was sort of like, we would play the gig and then it would be sort of like an open jam session type vibe. Yeah. Um, and this kid showed up who is like a really amazing jazz drummer, um, who is like a middle schooler and was way younger than us, but super great. Um, yeah. and it was awesome. And I let him sit in on a tune, 
um, but he was playing on my kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was like trying to be nice, like, oh, adjust it however you want, thinking that yeah. he's gonna like, oh, raise the snare drum or lower the throne a little bit. But he, like, yeah, he, and like, I'm, I'm a jazz drummer, but there's, there's a lot of sort of jazz drummer things that I don't do. Yeah, this, this kid, like, tilted his snare drum almost perpendicular to the ground. Um, you know, he he messed around with all the symbols and stuff and all the heights and everything. And that's just how he could play comfortably. And it was great. He sounded great. Yeah. Um, it didn't really like make me that mad cause it's just hardware. You can adjust it, but yeah. it was a little, you know, it's a little like, like, come uh, on. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's not scary, but yeah, it's just more sort of, annoying if if you have to deal with someone and that he wasn't annoying no, by any yeah, means no. it was great um but just that's sort of my most similar experience to having someone and i'm sure a lot of people who play like venues with house kits or yeah. anything like that have the same sort of problem where if you roll up and the house kit is like not great that's yeah. always sort of a bummer um but you know you gotta again work with what you got and don't try to let anything get <laughs> under your skin too much yeah it's it's hard to do but you know sh- like sharing equipment is like like you said with with people that you know and trust and you know that that will respect your stuff is it's a little different but like like yeah. i i hesitate like I have people over sometimes like, you know, before COVID and stuff. And uh-huh. like, they're like, you know, cause I, I got a big kit. So yeah. everybody everyone wants, wants to, to play the, big everybody guy. wants to play the big kit. So like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, can I, you know, da-da-da-da. I'm like, yeah, sure. And like thinking, you know, that like, it's going to break or something or yeah. something's going to go wrong. But then I think about how hard I play and how, you know, <laughs> I beat the shit out of these. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Beat the, I'll, I'll bleep it. Okay, I'll, cool. I'll thanks. cowbell it. <laughs> thanks. No, you should ghost it or oh. something. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like a lightning. Oh yeah. Lightning oh yeah. Strike. Lightning yeah. strike. Um, but yeah, no, like, you know how much I, I, I beat these up, but yeah, I always have to remember my, you know, remind myself. Um, yeah so yeah sharing equipment it's like sort of give and take you gotta it's part of the deal you know sometimes because we have a lot of equipment and sometimes you just you have to share and that's a that's a life lesson too you gotta learn learn to share your things um but the next one here that we have is blanking at a gig which it sort of relates to the stage fright thing that we were talking about where like you've you've prepared as much as you can and you know all the music inside and out and you're in the mindset and you've done your you've done your routine but then something just happens yeah and and you just mentally your mind just goes blank yeah and it it's it is scary if you get caught in like that moment if you try to think too hard about it and you just like go blank it's I am I'm I'm really guilty with that. Yeah. Um I have a really hard time with that actually. Um I don't know if you know that. <laughs> but um about f- pretend it, it, it's like 10 to f- to 5 seconds before we play. Yeah. You know they're like all right we're we're going to get ready we're going to play our first our first tune here especially in jazz. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
what what is it yeah, how does it go what's going on well i'm how always do you play drums yeah kind of it's like it's like how do i do this so i've yeah. i've asked the bass player multiple times i'm like hey how does this go or yeah how how does this tune go again you know and they, they'll sing it to me i'll be like oh, okay and i only need like a second yeah. of it or especially sort of going along with that if you're in a jam session sort of scenario and someone calls a tune that you don't know yeah that can be that oh. can be really really frightening and sort of like um, the term is it, like to get vibed or something, which is kind of yeah. like a, a, a not so great thing that <laughs> um, some jazz musicians do. If you're like at a jam session and you mess up or don't know something, they'd be like, oh, oh, that guy. Yeah. You know, but it, it's, you know, a part of the culture, whether we like it or not, but again just trying to like asking the bass player like hey what's the form yeah you or know what's you know what's yeah. what's the style what's the form what's the tempo that's you know yeah. what you need if you don't know a tune and i i do that all the time and the bass player that we know commonly <laughs> gives that information to me <laughs> yeah because um, he knows i don't yeah. know a lot of standards that's what i said that's yeah. the same same guy too that i that i do that with it's just like yeah i i Literally, I'm sure we could call him up right now, and and he, you know, if I if we were like, do you or do you not tell us what the tunes oh, yeah. are five seconds before yeah. we're supposed to play them? I bet you he would say yeah, and then it's fine. Um, but yeah, going back to the sort of the blanking yeah. thing, that's sort of related to it. Um, I've been like caught in like midway through a gig, and I've been grooving along, doing well. Um. And then I just get to a point where, for whatever reason, my mind just like stops working. Yeah. Um. You know, and that is scary because sometimes, like, you don't know how long you're gonna be that way. And yeah. It could just be a split second, and you're back in it, or you could just like totally break down, and it's it is scary. Mm-hmm. Um. But the thing is, with that kind of stuff, it, you can't really be too hard on yourself. Because especially if you've like done the preparation um, that you needed to for whatever gig, yeah. if you've practiced and you know your stuff, then you can't really blame yourself. There's um, there's something that um, YouTuber Adam Neely, he made a video um, a while back and there's something he said in that video that was... Um, that was I really, I really liked. He, he was talking to one of his friends who... Um, like was a jazz musician, but then um, uh, quit doing that to start work. I think on like a like a naval ship or something like that. Um, and what he said was um, the like the worst thing that could happen if he if he messes up as a musician is like you look a little awkward or you look a little dumb. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen if he messes up his job on the naval ship is. <laughs> someone could die yeah multiple people could die so in the grand scheme of things what we do on stage it like doesn't affect you know yeah anything yeah the uh the outcome isn't as bad as it could be um and you know humans we do like we are very good at sort of blowing up you know um making mountains out of molehills, yeah. you know, especially musicians when it comes to messing up on stage. Um, but I think in, in that scenario, if you just like have a brain brain fart and you just sort of lose, you know, um, lose your train of thought or yep. train of 
playing, playing. <laughs> <laughs> um just don't let it get to you yeah. um no one's gonna really judge you everyone has those moments yeah especially if um, you're playing more than one song you yeah. know it's because you have what how many how, how many notes would you say on average there would oh, be for geez. a song hundreds uh, like let's say especially if you're a drummer yeah let's let's just say like a hot like let's say like 150 let's play, say you're playing a short jazz yeah, tune right 150 yeah. notes you you have five tunes six yeah. maybe that's a lot that's yeah. that's almost a thousand notes like, you chances know chances are you mess up you blank two tunes later no one is gonna remember no like yeah it's all so, about recovery yeah being able to recover and that sort of uh leads us into another one that we'll talk about um uh after this but the big idea just like don't beat yourself up about yeah. you know blanking or messing up it happens to everyone and it's not that big of a deal and even if they don't you know don't say that it happens if they're <laughs> yeah. like oh, I, I never blank or i know yeah, I'm, I'm perfect every time yeah, actually they're wrong they're wrong they're wrong they're lying um but yeah going along with the the recovery thing is dropping a stick oh my gosh <laughs> this is this is one of the scariest things. It is. Because the thing about us drummers is that we're so like attached to our sticks. Like we need <laughs> the thing about like if you're playing bass or playing saxophone or playing trumpet, there's like very little that could easily go wrong. Yeah. Like you're not going to just drop your saxophone on the ground or you're not gonna i mean you could break a string on a bass but it's not that common the thing about drummers is we have these like two tiny pieces of wood in our hands (laughs) that nothing's holding them in we're just holding them and we're hitting things with them so naturally if you like hit something it's gonna want to rebound and sometimes that rebound doesn't really work in our favor yeah and it's very common for a drummer to drop a stick um and that's like devastating for us because that's that's what we it's like if a guitar player would drop their pick like inside of a an acoustic guitar or something like that but at least then they can still use their fingers. It's, <laughs> no, it's like it, it's like all of the strings on your guitar yeah, broke breaking at, at the once. same time. Yeah, that would be you know that would be like, uh oh, what do I do now? Yeah. Like, do I play with my hand? Do I pull a John Bonham? Like, yeah, play with my hands. So it is definitely very scary. And I know we've both had oh, some yeah. experiences uh, with stick drops. I got a really good story for that. Yeah. Um, so we were at a jazz, jazz gig. It was our, it was like our jazz night or whatever. And I think this was like one of my like last, cause it wasn't like jazz night, like the last jazz thing. Performance we of the year, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the last performance of the year and I was playing and I like during a solo or whatever I had, I dropped a stick cause I was so nervous because like when it's jazz night, it's like, it's just kind of like a room like this yeah. and like everyone can see everything. Like yeah. you're not on the stage. Very like you're intimate. Not, yeah. Like you're right up. It's like a jazz know. cafe almost. Yeah. It's and, like, like a, it would set up like a jazz club yeah. essentially. So like, we're there playing and like our band director is like looking at me for the solo that's about to happen. And I'm like, yes, I can do this. Palms start sweating. Yep. I start going and like halfway through the solo, I drop my freaking stick and I'm just like, 
my heart like even even right now yeah. just talking about it's like it your heart stops my heart it's st- like time stinks it sinks stinks it sinks my heart sinks it's like oh my gosh i did not just do that so naturally it's like okay you have a split second mm-hmm. it's like do i do the one stick thing and you pretend like nothing happens stick, yeah or do i ditch the other stick and start playing stuff with my hands <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to make a decision within a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, can can somebody get me that as I'm playing? So he comes over, my uh, other band director reaches down, grabs the (laughs) grabs the stick and just is like, here you go. And he's laughing about it. Thank gosh (laughs) he wasn't like super mad about it. But he's like laughing and I'm like, oh, geez, all right, well, <laughs> never mind then. Yeah. Just kept playing, but that's um, scary. Yeah, that's it is scary. There's uh, the main thing about that is is being able to sort of be quick, uh, quick thinking, and yeah. just not get too absorbed into. Oh my god! Oh, I dropped my stick. What am I gonna do? Yeah. Um. There's this really awesome video. You may have seen it of Nate Smith. Um he's it's like during a solo and he's you know killing it playing and then his stick just like flies out of his hand there's no hope in him being able to pick it back up yeah and so he just starts playing with one stick and it sounds amazing yeah it's i think so i've seen good. that yeah um that's partly because it's just nate smith and he is that good <laughs> that he can play with one stick and make it sound like two yeah you know um but it's just, and this is sort of a bigger lesson about drumming in general is learning how to adapt yeah. um, to whatever situation that you're thrown in. Because there's going to be a lot of situations where you don't really know how to deal with it. Um, and you just sort of need to keep your head clear, um, keep focused, and just sort of be able to adapt. Um, but... If you drop your stick, you drop your stick. Same goes, <laughs> like, same as we were saying before. No one's gonna, you're not gonna get fired. No. You're not gonna. Well, you, you know, might. Well, <laughs> depends. Um, it depends. Yeah, it depends on who your band leader is or yeah. anything. But most people will see that as just crap luck. You know, yeah. oh man, drop the stick. It's cool though. Um, so again, don't beat yourself up over, yeah. over stuff like that. Um, so we have I I I'm skipping a few here. Um I I just wanted to go back to um this one which I thought was a little funny. No shade to guitarists, but uh number 7 on this list is guitarists critiquing you. Guitarists uh. are often wrong. Ignore them. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> uh let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Um, uh here we have uh, these, well, I guess these are kind of similar. Singers who don't know what they want. I guess we could group these into sort of okay. non-drummers Explain not knowing you, yeah. what they, they want. I guess it's not really sort of like the uh, the sharing equipment thing. It's not really, I'm not like afraid of a singer being like, you know, do this specific thing. Yeah. Um, and again, you have to work with you have to learn to work with people and be able to um interpret people's attempt to to drum speak yeah it, it it's 
important for for drummers maybe more so than other instruments because it's it's a lot harder to sort of explain if you're not a drummer what you want the drummer to do yeah it's a lot of general terms it's like oh i want this to be like ethereal or soft or washy or or hard driving grooving like yeah you can either do that or you can say i want you to play a fill that goes like and like we gotta interpret yeah that it's somehow. a little it's a little easier if you're speaking from like i would say anybody who's super rhythm based yeah you know because like another drummer to another drummer it's gonna be like you know i want you to play the two four swing on yeah, you know yeah. your hi-hat kick and don't use snare or whatever or you know play the e's and uhs on your yeah. snare and that's it and, and like that, knowing the parts of the kid yeah and whatever that helps a lot um most of the time most I, people do yeah, yeah most of the time i get that if anything mm-hmm. like i'll get like oh you know i want you to play that on your ride symbol yeah and then you know do, do this. this on the snare and yeah do like a roll on the snare yeah it's like okay play yeah. it softer heavier but, but yeah a yeah. lot of terms again it's not really a fear i don't think like well i mean it's it's not a fear but it's it's scary to to the what the outcome might be because like it could easily be like oh well this is not and i you know i imagine like and we're here talking about it but it could also be scary for the person who's explaining like the the non-drummer who's like, oh, geez, what do we even tell them? They're going to yeah. like judge me yeah. if I, if I say, if I say the wrong thing or if I'm not specific enough. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I'm not going to judge you. Mike's not going to judge you. We might, we might laugh if you like attempt the drum speak to do a boot get a you know, something, but it's again, all that sort of stuff is harmless um, and as long as you can agree with your bandmates or anyone yeah. else around you on what you think that would serve the song, that, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Like no one wants to be judgmental. We all just want to be friends here. Um, and, and being like sort of judgmental like that often, um, makes it harder to just to get work done yeah you know and just being friendly and open and accepting and and tolerant of people who might not drum speak the best or drummers who are asking other musicians to play something that we don't know really how to explain yeah um or any sort of musician doing that kind of thing it's just as long as you can communicate it in some way yeah that's that's all that matters right you know right um so the last one on this list here um we have is drum throne breaking oh my gosh this is probably uh, it's it's along the same lines of dropping a stick but but way worse oh 100 percent. because like and it depends on how it's breaking yeah so much just like so much of what we play is dependent on us having sticks in our hands, so much of what we play is dependent on the like the height of our seat and yeah. that we're sitting on a throne because we have bass drum pedals and hi-hat pedals and the snare's set at a certain height and all these things. 
and we have to be sitting down to play effectively. And yeah. so if the throne breaks like in the middle of something and you just there's really nothing you can do. Yeah. You're you're sort of in the in the belly of the beast at that point. Yep. Um you're at the at the throne's will, whatever it wants to do to you. You just have to accept. Yeah. At, you know, I've 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 had that before. It's like it's not I mean, it's only it's subconscious. Like yeah. it's like, okay, am I like, is this going to break on me or is, is this gonna... especially again, if it's like, if it's not your kid or forgetting then... it too. That, yes. That's yes. that I would say is even worse. Yes. Like I, like anytime I've gone to a, a gig, I've always triple checked that I ha- yeah. have my throne. I've been, I've been at a few gigs where, um, where like I spent all this time packing and I might be running a little late and it's like, all right, let's get here. Let's go to the gig, start unpacking. And then once I've gotten out of my car, I realize my throne's at home. Yeah. And similar to, to like the dropping the stick, your heart just like sinks to your stomach. You're like, oh, the one thing that I need yeah. to play. I can't play standing up. Like, no. What? And, it's, and play like, I know this like might not sound like really difficult or whatever, but like playing on like a chair as a like if we were if we were to like forget my throne and play drums on this like how how can i yeah you know like what am i gonna do in order to 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 best play like it's it's like oh my gosh you know i'm because you you set your throne to a certain height where it's comfortable for you to like press all the pedals and everything yeah and most chairs are like sit lower yes. than than most um, drummers on thrones, which is like it. It's really hard to play if your knees are like up here and yeah, and you're super low. But you know, I've had to do yeah. that sometimes if I forget my throne and be like, "Hey, do you have a a folding, folding chair, chair or something that I can use to yeah. to just get by?" And that sort of relates to the adaptability thing, um, just being able to make make what you can with what you have yeah um but but like for like forgetting stuff in in general like there are certain things where like it's not the end of, end of the world like oh yeah if you forget you know a crash symbol like yeah and you have two you got the other one but you forgot one of them mm-hmm. like it's not that Doesn't bad matter. or you forgot your ride it's really not I that mean, big this, of a deal this might just be me being a a, a minimalist but the only symbol you really need is a hi hat. Uh-huh. The <laughs> um, only the only symbol you need is all of them. Um, but just um, just a hi hat, right? It, just a hi hat. One, two. Oh, so you need hi hat. Well, because then you get the variation of like you can get the open and closed sound. Okay. Yeah. So you don't want just one hi hat. No, you need two. Okay. Top and bottom. So you need two symbols then. Yes. Okay. Two symbols. So even if they're not specifically hi hats. Just yeah, just two symbols that you can make into hi hat. <laughs> okay, but along with that, like forgetting a clutch, a hi hat clutch, Ugh, or yeah. forgetting like felts. See, um, even even with the hi hat clutch, you could still do something about it. You know, you could put some paper in there to to force yeah. the the symbols together. At least you'll have a closed hi hat. It's really yeah you for know. for something like jazz. It's like you yeah. really need that clutch. Well, especially yeah for jazz, for, I guess. Yeah. But I'm, like but for anything else if, though, yeah. you know. Um, forgetting forgetting a clutch, and it's such like a small little thing, but it's so important. Yeah, there's a lot of those on the drum kit, like small <laughs> things where if the drum key, 
a drum key yeah totally that's you know if you show up to the gig and you don't have your drum key you yeah. can't set up any of your stuff if mm-hmm. you don't you know if you use if a lot of some stuff hardware with drum keys. has yeah. like locks or things that are dependent on having a drum key and it's such a small thing and it's so easy it's to forget so easy to forget um you know but yeah. again a lot of this sort of comes down to the same point where you just have to go with the flow if you have time or if anyone is able to lend you equipment that's great but yeah um you just sort of have to adapt to the the situation um and that includes you know standing to play if you break your throne <laughs> well unless you have one of those like cocktail drum sets where it's yeah like, that's true you know oh you can stand up and play this thing i've actually or... been wanting to get one of those where it's like it's like a big sort of tall drum it looks like a giant kick floor pedals tom. from the bottom yeah it looks like a giant floor tom they're kind of cool they are yeah i would i would definitely get one if i had any more room for drum stuff yeah or <laughs> yeah. money Oh, that that too. Money's important. <laughs> yeah, very much broke with all of the drum things. Um, but yeah, so that was breaking the drum throne. That was the last on this list. I've never like had my throne break on me like during yeah. a gig. I feel like that would be insanely bad, right? But not very common. Um, but I have had like you know if I'm practicing and it's on like a sort of not so great throne at school or something. And yeah. I'm like playing a beat and all of a sudden I just like drop <laughs> down on one side. Yeah. So that, that is some, some drummer, drummer specific fears that, yeah. that people may have. And hopefully we've offered some ways to, to combat them. Because, yeah. Right. You know, a fear of of performing and there shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid to play music yeah you know you know especially if in your finite like oh dude it's a hard day for me to talk i think yeah i think it's just it's my clothes dude it's it's the clothes it's (laughs) (laughs) it's all of the uh stuff for this thing that we're doing here right now in the place (laughs) dude (laughs) excellent Oh, we love it here. That's that's more Bill and Ted. Yeah, but um, um, I don't know. Do you have any like uh, scary stories? Like I have one, but yeah, it's not scary. But I mean, like drums related stuff. Yeah, go um, for it. You would definitely remember this. One of our we were at a at a competition. Thank goodness, a we weren't any more than thirty minutes away. Oh yeah, and oh, B okay. had a parent had multiple parents that were still at the place on their way over um or no were they all there and they had to go back they, they might had to go have back been. yeah um so we're like packing up all our stuff mm-hmm. don't forget this don't forget that so it's a, we're we're going to a marching band competition and um for those that don't do a lot of marching band or don't really know what marching band is you know um we have a uniform and um most of the time, the people that play snare and quads, um, your carrier goes under your jacket yeah. or under your... It just like looks a little cleaner yeah. and you know all that stuff. So we're we're like all good. We're getting all our stuff. Make sure you know everyone's got their drum. Everyone's got their sticks, right? Like everyone's got their carrier. So we're all you know yeah yeah we got all our stuff. All right, we're all we you know on the bus you know. Yeah. Not really thinking about yeah the competition is trying to clear our minds. And then um, 
we get there and we pull up and one of the kids is like uh hey mike or whatever We're all getting ready getting, getting yeah. dressed getting our drums out yeah i'm like so focused on everything else yeah. he's like uh i don't have my carrier and i'm like what he's like i don't have my carrier i'm like what do you mean you don't have your carrier He's like, oh, I think I left it at school. I'm like, how could you leave the thing you need to carry your drum with <laughs> at the place where you just came from? It's it's called marching band because we we move and play, and the <laughs> thing that is integral to that moving and playing is this your, is your carrier, carrier to carry the drum while you move. <laughs> so at that point, it's like panic mode. Yeah, it's like okay. Do we ask another school for a carrier? Mm-hmm. Do we go back to the school? Thank gosh, we got there early. Yeah. And, you know, we had time to practice. We're close and stuff. enough where someone could run back. Yeah. Grab the carrier. But I mean, it, it came to like last minute. So we're, we're doing marching basics. And the kid who still doesn't have his carrier for his drum is out there on the field during marching basics holding the drum as they're marching and like like, punishment (laughs) yeah and like we were like our drum tech was so mad yeah he's like how could you forget that like da 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 and so as as time progressed we all just got more worried because we're like well they're not back yet if he can't play then that's one person that's good that's down second if they don't even let him on the field Mm-hmm. we're going to have an empty spot while we're marching and we're going to have to guide to like, that the whole time. The yeah. spacing yep. or just leave it that way and have a, a gap. Yeah. And it'll, make it look like a mistake. It'll be completely yeah. different. And like, you know, different is not a good thing once you've practiced something several, several yes. times. Yeah. So like, we're literally going onto the field, like, and a parent runs up and it's like, here's the carrier. <laughs> He like, like the, the savior. Yeah, he like strips down in his uniform, throws the carrier on, throws everything back on, drum on, and then like we're on the field, and it's like it literally that's how fast it happened. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, now we're marching on in the field. It's like, oh my gosh, that was so scary though. Yeah, that whole time I was freaking out, man. There was uh sort of similarly, um relating to marching band um when when you and i auditioned for colts okay um this past winter yeah um i I, we weren't really um like scared in the in the stage fright sort of way because we did practice a lot beforehand um and we knew like all the beats um pretty pretty well so we weren't really nervous or scared about that part, but the one thing that I was very afraid of, uh, you had, this was last year. Yeah. Um, so we were out of high school, but you had been marching indoor for the past few seasons. Yeah. I, on the other hand, had not physically marched <laughs> since high school. I yeah. had not physically carried a drum aside from little odds and ends gigs here yeah. and there since high school. And so the first day of auditions went by. We were just playing drums. I was fine. And then the second day comes around, and it's like, all right, today and in, in at twelve o'clock or whatever it was, we're doing vig. We're doing some marching, and yeah. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I was so like yeah. out of out of practice visually, you know. And it was just 
that whole day I could not focus on my beats um, when we were in like subsectionals because I was just waiting. I was like, I am so nervous yeah. for this visual. Um, and then it turns out, so we had like more people auditioning than we had drums, right? So we had to switch off every so often. Yeah. But somehow I got stuck. Like no one wanted to switch off with me. <laughs> so I was pretty much marching with the drum on, the quads, like the 35, 40 pound drums, which I hadn't marched with since high school. And those were dynasties, right? Uh, oh, I don't remember. They might have been. No, I think they were uh, um, uh, Yamaha. Yamaha. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, so I I was carrying those drums for longer, for a s- amount of time longer than I ever had since high school. In like two years. And I was trying to, like, not get tired and focus on my technique, too. And <laughs> while we were playing and moving, it was just, it was a train wreck. Yeah. Um. But but I got through it, you know, and I was really scared for nothing. And when I got my comments back from uh, from my tech, he was like, um, you know, your your technique was a little off. I can tell you haven't really been marching, um, you know, since high school. But like your effort, man, that was through the roof. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yeah, because honestly you know that's that's really all it is is if if you can be there and give it your all um i mean there's there's really nothing to be afraid of and i know that's sort of like a very preachy like it's all like easy for you to say sort of thing but it it really is true if you can just like prepare and be there mentally and physically and just give it your all then you should really have nothing to be afraid of like that. So that, that was a lesson that I learned. Um, and probably that I should, um, focus on marching a bit more if we audition, do that again, (laughs) do any more auditions. But, um, yeah, that's That's a little, we'll get some weights and we'll march down the street. Yeah. Ankle weights. (laughs) Um, that's my little, little horror story. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, let's see. I don't, I don't really know if I have any like other, like scary like scary yeah. stories Experiences. i have like like creepy ones like like i've creepy. been i've been like practicing and like like heard something and, oh. and definitely freaked out oh, about yeah. it but like or like heard drums playing but nothing's actually going on like that's um, another like, one there's there's been a lot of times um well, my school is haunted, first of all. Okay. At Loyola. At yep. least the building that the music building is in. Because of course. Uh, here's like a, a little short story. So at Loyola, the music building or the music wing is like the first floor of this really tall building called Mundelein. And it used to be, Mundelein was like a separate women's college. And then there was Loyola. And then they sort of combined and Loyola now owns that building. Um, this was like a really long time ago, but yeah. now, um, it's still here and it's loyal is like a, a, a private Catholic school. Um, and so like in the old days there were like always, you know, nuns and everything walking around. So apparently the story is that, um, there was a nun who, um, who jumped off of the top floor of that building that's the story. That's the rumor and like haunts the top floor of that building. That's, that's the rumor. 
Um, I'm never going back there with you again. <laughs> Screw that. But um, and so it's kind of fun. Like we've had, we've done lock-ins with the oh pet band God. on the top floor. No, and, you haven't. Nothing's ever happened, really. But that's oh, uh, dude. There's no way I would do that. But like some when I'm practicing and stuff, like in the practice rooms, sometimes like a drum will just fall off the shelf. No. Yes. Oh my happened. gosh. It has happened. No, thank you. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, maybe that's just I hit something in the frequency vibration, whatever. Or maybe it's a ghost. <laughs> that's freaky. But yeah, that would freak me out. I'm yeah. like, oh snap, I'm out of here. That's a. Uh, sort of creepy things that have happened while i'm drumming see sometimes when i like like when we were you know in a when we had like go to a practice room i kind of get like weird vibes when i'm in the practice room yeah always like not it's not like like it's and it's any practice room i always Uh get like weird vibes all practice rooms rooms are haunted (laughs) yeah like it's just like it's i don't know man it's like it's not somebody's watching me but i feel like something's like especially if like the drum sets because I don't know, for some reason, in a lot of practice rooms, the drum sets face the wall away from the door. Uh So I always feel like somebody's, like, watching me from my back and, like, watching me play. Yep. (laughs) And, like, that I always get, I always, like, get freaked out and, like, check behind me every (laughs) once in a while. But Um, Yeah, now now that we're kind of moving into a little more uh, real spooky territory... (laughs) um, uh, I have some some uh, Halloweeny Halloweeny sort of yeah Halloweeny questions, spooky questions that aren't necessarily drum related, but but could be fun to um, to get into. Okay, shoot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, let's well, first we'll start off the bat. Generally, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. The same. Like, do we want to get into it a lot or no? I mean, if you do, you have like a ghost story. Um. I I probably do, but I'd be too okay. So for everybody who's listening or watching, I hate scary things. Yeah, I love Halloween. Yeah, it's very weird because I think this is a little bit for me, maybe less so than you. But we love Halloween, but we hate like scary stuff. Yeah, like is, like doesn't I, really add up. Yeah, I hate but, scary movies. I hate scary stories. I hate haunted houses. I hate them. Yeah, I'll work a haunted house. I'll you know like my you know I dress oh, yeah. up if, you know if you can be in control of it that's yeah. a whole separate thing yeah but the feeling of like not being in control yes. i guess that might be it but yeah. like i hate scary things i won't watch any scary movies but i'm sure i have a scary story to tell you but i won't because i'm too scared to because <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to start thinking about it that's funny but um so yeah we both believe in ghosts yeah believe in ghosts i don't believe in like possession ghosts but i believe like you know sort of like lingering spirits well with dude with peanut my dog it's like do your dogs ever just like stare at a corner oh yeah all the time and then just like people say that like dogs can and animals can see ghosts yeah and spirits and stuff and that's what what freaks me out when he does that he'll just like stare and he'll just like uh, yeah my my uh like, no way bro. my oldest dog my biggest oldest dog yeah. does that all the time oh he's, my he's getting older and sometimes he'll just like stare up oh, in a corner it's so freaky it's yeah. like it's like stop it's like you want to scream stop looking at that yeah um so yeah ghosts if you don't believe in ghosts then you're probably a ghost <laughs> you're probably a ghost <laughs> um let's see 
what is your here I, I saw this uh what is your favorite horror monster or villain oh, or i guess just sort villain? of favorite sort of supernatural like monster scary person thing or person i guess um i don't really know i don't really have one i'd say um the thing that freaks me out on the consistent on a consistent basis is like um like the sea like sea monsters oh yeah like you know something like grabbing my foot or whatever that i always freak out about like deep open water and it's dark oh. and you can't see it yeah no, thank you that really freaks freaks me out too no thank you um <laughs> i guess yeah that's like the next question like our our fears i guess i know you're afraid of heights right um not no not really i don't like elevators i'm scared of elevators yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've seen um uh the elevators are also a, a thing in the in the Mundelein building where um sometimes oh, no 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 stuck they do get stuck <sighs> and sometimes like if you're going down and you like get oh to the God. first floor the doors don't open you go all the way back up and then all the way back down oh again God, no yeah, when well, when we were there, you were like, we might get stuck. Yeah, and you were oh, like, it's a, it's, it's a common occurrence. Yeah, you've like, I've gotten stuck several times, and I'm yeah. like, no, dude, I hate, I hate, hate elevators, dude. Revolving doors also <laughs> freaked me out. When too. I was a kid, I thought that if if you get like in the spot where the there's glass on both sides of you, like you'd be trapped there forever. Yeah, and you would die there. Like, like where it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, yes. "Mom, mom, you have to go fast. I have to get into the restaurant before the the door." Yes, dude. Oh, yes, man. I, that's a can. Yeah, that for me still. Yeah. I hate revolving. I feel doors. like that's a very common fear. Yeah. Um, I don't this know. is. I guess I don't really. I, have you ever? There's a lot of sort of um, funny things ab- about like basements. And have you ever seen like the pictures um, where it's uh, like don't... me me turning off the lights and running out of the basement before the demons get me or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I used to be like scared of stuff like that where if I was going in the basement at night and I had I went back upstairs, but the lights um, you turn off the lights before you get to the stairs, so everything is dark before you get a chance to run up the stairs. Uh, no. So I'm just like, nope, turn the lights off. I uh, see. I only run have like up. I only have like six stairs, so yeah. it's just like. <laughs> but uh, but now my my bedroom is in the basement. Yeah. Um, like when I was in high school or whatever, I think was when my bedroom moved into the basement. Um, I'm now I'm not really scared of it now you're just a basement dweller a a basement dweller (laughs) um but uh yeah i guess that like afraid of the dark i was yeah um, i was too as a little kid yeah it's just like it's just it's the really dark spots like in the corners of rooms that freaks me out Mm -hmm. um yeah those are some fear get getting a little a little less spooky and more sort of wholesome uh what was your first halloween costume do you remember uh, i mean obviously you don't remember but do you uh, know what it is i might uh i think it was fred flintstone <laughs> no way i know there is a picture of me as a baby do you have a picture if you send it to me I, i'll put it up are you comfortable with that no <laughs> uh, let's not share that one okay <laughs> um, um it's a pretty good one though because yeah. like as a baby like 
brand new. I had like a full head of hair, dude. Like, oh, that's great. Full. And so I was like just ratty and just, yeah, it's a good one. Um, what about you? I think I was, see, I have a twin sister. Yeah. If, if viewers or listeners don't know. Um, and all of our like little kid costumes. And even now, like we, we dressed up last year as yeah. a, from Gravity Falls, Dipper and Mabel. It was so good too. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "That's good, that was, dude." We 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 um we like Halloween too. My sister and I. We always go um uh we always go for it, you know. But I think our first Halloween costume was I was a bumblebee and my sister was a ladybug, and we had these little like things. Oh, uh, like, I think I've seen that hoods on it. That my picture. like parents probably sent it to you or something <laughs> um but yeah i think i think that was my first halloween yeah. halloween costume I and mean, we've been like there was one year where i was a lion and she was a giraffe or like i was a football player and she was a cheerleader stuff like that um funny how that turned out <laughs> right now I, I can't do sports at all oh come on i would say we're pretty athletic yeah i guess i don't know i could but, play uh, i could hang with some sports kids yeah. easy we both could hang well we so, i mean sports are fun yeah like we we, yeah. we play soccer all the time lacrosse yeah lacrosse. We, like uh, we we just started that um this summer we yeah. went out just sort of on a whim yeah we're just like hey do you want to like go play lacrosse in the park and it was like all right yeah because yeah. this was like the beginning of quarantine and we're like yeah. we didn't really yeah have much to do um but yeah, uh, and then the next question following up with that, which we've already answered, but we can reiterate, is what are you going to be for Halloween this year? William S. Preston Esquire. <laughs> Theodore Ted Roosevelt, <laughs> or whatever. What is his full name? I don't know. I, I think it's Theodore Ted, Ted Theodore Roosevelt, or something like Ted that. Ted Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, let's see. Ted Theodore Logan. Oh, Ted Theodore Logan. It's not Roosevelt. William Bill S. Preston Esquire. Yeah. Yeah. Bill S. Preston Esquire. Yeah. Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> Logan. Um, yeah, I guess um, we, can, we can wrap this up with, with one last question. For sure. Um, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh. Uh. Dude, uh, I'm gonna say the first one that popped in my head because I was always excited to get them. It's mm-hmm. Whoppers, dude. Whoppers, wow! Like the three pack that that's you just like a that's a sleeper pick right there. Yeah, my dad is. really likes Whoppers. Yeah, dude, they're the best, most I, underrated. They, candy. they are underrated. I agree. I wouldn't say they're my favorite, but the thing is, you don't get to experience yeah the glory and and just pure deliciousness that is a Reese's cup never had it um actually false I had it once you did yes I've had one in my life did you have to go to the hospital yes <laughs> and that's how we found out I was wow. a baby and my mom's like here you go I'm like okay I'm like uh, they're so good I I feel so bad for you that you won't be able to experience never had it a Reese's peanut butter cup never I guess it. aside from that I don't I don't know if they're my favorite cuz I swap sometimes whether I I like chocolatey stuff or fruity stuff. Okay. Usually I like more fruity candy. Like I love Starbursts. Okay. Like Starbursts are great. They're all right. No, they're great. I wouldn't they're say great. Amazing. Skittles. Whoa, I wouldn't say great or amazing. Skittles? I would say okay. What about Skittles? Skittles are all right. Yeah. 
I I recent in the recent years I can't have a lot of candies. My teeth same. are starting to hurt. You know, it's like that's oh, too sweet. I, I used to be able to like I did the the whole pillowcase thing, oh, trick or treating. Like, and when I got up into like middle school, when I started being like savvy about it, I would. I would bring in the dough, you know, like fill that thing up and eat all of it. But now it's, I'm starting to feel old. It's like, I can only have, you know, a few, a few Kit Kats before I start like, oh, my (laughs) stomach. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. It's, it's still fun. Yeah. To get some, some Halloween candy. Um, hopefully it won't be won't be too sad yeah. for the the trick-or-treaters this year i know they're um, they're um where we live is doing it so yeah. they're supposed to have it hopefully we can we can do I it hope. safely yeah. do the the please take one buckets yeah um you know outside but hey it's it, it's our favorite holiday or maybe not our favorite holiday one of our favorite yeah holidays. definitely up there um and we're we're celebrating here how we can yep. on the drum break podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Excellent. Excellent. And then you have, and then you have to insert the <laughs> Um but I mean, yeah. I I hope you guys had as, as much fun as we did. Yeah, it was um, this was a little bit of a different episode today. Yeah. Just something fun sort and sort of celebrating. Um just a a quick question for everybody. If we did other things not so related to drums, how would you feel about that? Yes. So like if we talked about like some other stuff, you know, as you know, we'll do like half drums and like half mm-hmm. other stuff or you know, wherever. And, and speaking of half and half, I think we're making this official now. Um that we've been doing the sort of weekly thing um, for episode uploads, which is has been working and it's great, but we wanted to change it up a bit. So, from I think starting from this episode forward, um, we're going to be doing every other week will be an episode of the podcast. Yep. Um, but in between those weeks will be a live stream. Um, so that way you can still we guys we can still get you guys content every week. Yep. Um it'll allow us more time to um sort of make the the podcast episodes better and also focus on the live streams which we have a lot of fun doing. Yeah. Um if you've seen our last few um the especially <laughs> the one from last week is It's a good one. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um you should follow <laughs> us on Instagram and and check it out but um yeah, so expect that sort of schedule going forward and yep. keep an eye out for the live streams. I'm not sure if we're going to set a specific day or just have it be during that week interval between the episodes. Yeah, uh, we might do like Wednesdays, just like right smack in the middle of the yeah. week, you know, something that you can look forward to. And then. And those will be, if for some reason you can't make it to the actual live stream which we encourage because then we can interact with you yes um but for some reason if you can they will be posted on our instagram so you can go back and watch and watch us trudging through the rain (laughs) as we move our equipment (laughs) from outside you know but uh yeah so we want to we want to do that um so definitely jump on there like spencer said you know it's it's more fun when we have like 10 people yeah. up in there and they're just, we're just like commenting back and forth yeah. and like having a huge conversation put you on video and share and yeah. talk to you yeah like well that. yeah you can hop on the podcast like we'll 
or yeah, on the podcast, the live, stream, stri- yeah. live stream with us, uh-huh. you know, just like hop on and be like, what's up guys or whatever um, you want to do. Um, but yeah, we have some big news coming up soon. Um, something that like, I'm honestly shocked about. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, I, yeah. it's, it's pretty big, <clears throat> you know, for people that are <clears throat> small like us, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, we didn't. Uh, our our sponsor is Halloween for today. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have any. There's not enough room for H on the table with all the uh, all the spookiness. All the spookiness. Yeah, we gotta have these nights. Maybe we should have gotten water and like dyed it red, like Ooh, drinking blood. Spooky. Um, you know, but we stay tuned for an uh, a cool announcement um, about definitely um, cool uh about a potential new sponsor um in the next episode but um with that being said this has been the drum break podcast um i hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and an awesome and spooky halloween and uh excellent excellent.